Hi everyone, and welcome to our album review for the RBL Posse's banging album, A Lesson to Be Learned. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend Bonnie. And this here is the Classic Quest Podcast, the show where we break down albums track by track, giving our thoughts and opinions on every single song. And it's like the After Midnight special or something around here. It's a little nice and dark. And it is real it's dark. It's very hot. It's very it's hot. so dark that we can get into the nitty gritty of the RBL Posse's A Lesson to Be Learned. That's right. And that's the kind of album we talk about here as we do the reviews. And you may be going, why is it dark? Well, Google Montreal weather this week it's awfully hot like it's very hot and we bought an air conditioner in the other room so we can sleep it's not helpful in this room right now which is it's like on the other side of that wall you can't see but anyway it's so hot that adding the the light would add several degrees and make this a lot literally harder to do yeah y'all don't want us to be irritable and rushing as it is we are definitely only doing the first half of this album and this is going to be maybe a sh- the shortest first half ever yeah we're gonna wait a couple of days for like the the heat, heat warning to go Plus, down we got a whole holiday coming up on uh the 24th so we have time to like get 26. Part- 20, 24th is the quebec holiday oh, 20, of our birthday yeah, that's right it's a week before canada's birthday you see what quebec did there anyway um basically what i'm saying is you'll get part two after when the heat's gone and we're we're just we're doing this for you because yo why are we doing this we're doing this because carl wanted us to talk about this album carl's one of our patrons and we're already really late and we're late on everything we know we're late on everything yeah um but we're, we're getting through it and um we owed him this and the heat was not enough to stop us from getting into it plus this album was very enjoyable and yeah. so i just had a lot of uh, you know fun listening to it so that was real cool but we do uh before we get into Ada, it's a little bit of a self-plug time so i make music myself i have a track coming out on the 24th actually um i've also released some stuff recently auto links are in the description of this video you can check me out if you dig what i do follow me on spotify that'll be real fresh um also if you like this like album review format and you dig what this channel represents and the kinds of peoples we is you can check us out on patreon and support us for as little as a dollar a month that would be real nice of you on that note let's get into why we're talking about the rbl posse's listen to be learn project and the answer is because one of the patron powers was used and mr carl said i want you to review this album that you know not a lot of people talk about Mm -hmm. i sure hadn't heard of them and i had never heard of them either and then we went into it and i'm like that's fair i never heard of them i really enjoyed listening to them and this album uh, a lesson to be learned came out on september 16th 1992 and i mean i know some people hail uh you know those couple you know early 90s to be just like the best the golden years the you know the icing on the cake so i'm always excited to listen to stuff from like that like, specific like couple of years Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of like one of those ones where you went in blind, I guess, on my end, at least. So yep. it was cool. Um, I can tell you that just off the jump, the first time I listened to this album, I did not like it as much as a couple of days later. The more I listened to this album, the more I really liked the sound and the overall style of what they did grew on me. And um, yeah, it's got this real niceness to it, which we'll all get into. Otherwise... As far as I can tell, the RBL posse was two dudes at this point. And I mean, I'm basing this off of Wikipedia. It wasn't like the clearest. It says that there is Black C who is currently still with us. And mm-hmm. there was Mr. C who is no longer with us, which was a sad story. But I read up a little bit on I found some article that went into detail. And Hitman, he comes in like, I, 
I don't know when he comes I in. Think he comes. But he also has unfortunately been killed by uh, gun violence. But I don't know if he was in the group at the time of this album or if he was just affiliated with the group after like i'm not really sure it wasn't that clear the timeline um it's one of those groups where the whole wiki page fits into like a couple paragraphs and when you really dig deeper there is interview stuff like and it sounds like people should know about these guys because of all like the gang violence that was like happening and that you know that they seem to be associated with and also possibly that they were just in an i don't know i don't know why y'all can maybe tell us i mean black sea lost an eye in like a drive-by like just like a whole just like crazy um and then yeah when apparently mr c was like a really well-behaved fellow that was just like a music nerd and like stayed back uh home studied you know kind of dug through the crates a bit was really into that and it was more black sea who maybe lived up a certain kind of life okay on a stake of mistaken identity ended up with um mr c being uh killed in in a bad situation i mean that's how i understood black sea telling the story and just the irony of that moment was really heavy on him mm. Um, either way, like Black Sea effectively, as I understand it, migrated away from a certain distribution scheme from, well, you could say he's more the drug dealer turned rapper. I I don't want to say stereotype, but like listening to how he described his story, it may as well have been 50 Cent or any one of these other dudes. Like I did a thing, I went to jail and then I came out and I saw music as a way to do another thing. And meanwhile, the whole time I could rap, but, and then he links up with the next people and starts writing shit. Like, I believe, though, what I had read is he had written the the really fun Bammer Weed song um, before, like, the group had actually come together. Again, I just kind of pieced this together from the little bit of research I did. Mostly, I was curious um, about who was in the group because it wasn't, like, very clear. And there are five dudes on the cover. Yeah, that's the confusing thing. I was like, but wait, how many dudes are in the actual group if there's, like, five guys on the cover I'm like, like who are I these honestly other guys? I don't know. couldn't tell you who was who on the cover uh, I'll be honest if there were music videos I didn't watch them um, at this time I haven't even finished reviewing the whole album I'll be honest I still have half of it to do I have listened to the whole thing though yeah but yeah it's uh it's a really cool cover yeah I, like I mean it. it's it's really like basic it's like five guys you know chilling and like posing um, on like the cover and there's like it's very urban. There's like buildings around. It's very gray. There's like some graffiti on like the buildings. But other than that, like. I feel like it's just it's really fun. well shot in a way that communicates a lot about the environment, but also their, their unity. You know, like they're almost in a uniform. Yeah. Okay, listen, I just finished reading a Black Panther book. I see a bunch of dudes dressed all in black, kind of in uniform, looking tough and strong. I'm like, that. that's just kind of what's popping out at me. Okay. Um, maybe I'm just overreaching. Sometimes when you just read something, your brain overreaches a bit. But then in the environment, it's kind of rough. It's showing what it looks like, like what it really looks like. But they're like, like soldiers. Is, they are a posse, one might call them. Yeah, apparently it's ruthless by law is what RBL stands for. Um, but man, I just look at that and I'm like, there's just so much, like the, the paint is decaying and like, it just looks like the kind of place you, you honestly don't want to be. It's the ghetto. And like, that's, I mean, they talk about it. They make reference to but it. Like, so I assume that that's so kind bright. of like a life, but it's, but you it's I mean? so like gray, it's, but it's, it's so like, brightly lit. Unlike everyone else where it's dark and gritty and all, like how often do I feel like you just get this like zoomed in down to like seeing the peeling paint kind of crap on the cover. I feel mm-hmm. like usually 
There's some effort. Maybe it's they're really trying to shine a spotlight. That's what I mean. Like on... That's why I really like this okay. cover. I feel like it, it made like no effort to beautify the environment. It was like, yo, they gave us this bullshit. This is the bullshit. I don't know. I thought it was really strong, uh, especially with if you want to. Well, a lesson to be learned is a cool title. It tells you right away that this album is meant to teach you something in some way or another. I mean, that's what I took from the title. Yeah. I was well, expecting some knowledge. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot more to say. Yeah. Well, you want to get into the first song? It's called Intro. This is a really cool introduction. I liked how Puherm Lewis is. I I didn't know him to, like quickly googling it didn't seem like it was like a sample it felt more like this was like a feature or some kind of collab they did um i might be wrong entirely uh what did you think of this introduction though um yeah i mean i i loved it i mean especially i mean i like the the intro to the intro um as well we've got black c and he says this black chris and mr c from rbl posse so it's these two guys <clears throat> and this tape is dedicated to all the fallen soldiers. You might hear drugs and violence on this tape, but don't let it influence you. Sorry, influence you. So peep game. So I like that, that he's kind of like, you know, this is what we're doing, but you don't have to do this. Like, make or, your own choices and like... But he's also, he's, he's not condoning drugs and violence, is you basically know, you what he's saying. You know what this saying. really is? This is the... The following content you're about to appear may appear dangerous. It's that warning. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, listen, we're going in raw, but that doesn't mean you should copy us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, it's, it's real. So, like, I think a lot about the modern landscape of comedy and how these comics want to act offensive in the sake of a joke and put the onus of responsibility on the person listening to the comedy to know the difference between we're serious or not. Mm -hmm. And here what you're having is them, the very first thing they do on this album, going, listen, we aren't serious in the sense of go do this. You know, like we're, we're managing your expectations. And honestly, yeah. my, my like thoughts to the whole comedy community, every comic out there is add the fucking two seconds at the beginning. Say this is a joke. Problem solved. None of y'all get persecuted no more. I mean, yeah. probably still because y'all don't understand what's offensive, but that's neither here nor there. Um. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to say that this one, it just seems like really like inspirational. Um, and I feel like it's a really smart move um, by putting this like message um, like right at the very beginning of the album. Um, and then, you know, just like, you know, what it goes on about, there's, you know, warning um, about issues as a black man and people. And, you know, just, you know, if, if we work together, we can be a powerful force and like that's just kind of like the general like you know it's like the same thing basically as black lives matter like coming together being strong and just um you know having that like strength and like shining light on issues that are relevant that are affecting you and you know the people that you care about so um i mean it's super relevant to today this came out in 1992 and it's still unfortunately the same issue uh, that's going on and then it's followed by like this like lovely like shoop shoop song that's featured at the end and i really like that and i really like the whole song overall and it's like just like a really fantastic start it kind of you know gives you like that hey like just because we're doing it doesn't mean you have to do it and then it's just kind of like hey let's be better together let's you know join forces and you know 
you know, see what we can do to bring down, like, this, like, terror that we're constantly facing. So it's, yeah, it's really just that. It's a great warning, it's a great message, and it's a great sound. So five on five for me. Um, I really liked it, too. I feel like it's an interesting way to start it. It's almost like, listen, we're going to get into some real stuff, but before we do, let's talk about why these things exist. In, in a sense, it's almost like... Imagine, like, imagine if everything in life did come with this, like, contextual stuff. And this is a relevant topic because I believe it was, what is it, Gone with the Wind is getting pulled yeah. off HBO Max and they basically want to put the movie back on with the introduction that's on this album mm-hmm. or, like, an equivalent to it. This little, it's optional. You can always skip this shit. Even with a record or a vinyl, you can go to track two. Yep. Um... But at the same time, when you first listen to it, I guess when it's most impactful, it's just to survive the difficulties of these ghetto circumstances, we must motivate and respect each other because the system is causing considerable damage to the black man. And that's real facts. I mean, um, basically, we're reading book after book about like proof to the pudding of that circumstance, whether it's housing market zoning laws, whether it's all the stuff related to segregation slash desegregation. Um, whether it's just the wealth distribution or how money gets moved around or how people get targeted by education, how the police respond to stuff, yep. uh, slave labor in prisons, all those different ways that you could look at it. I mean, there's a lot of evidence for it now, but still, there's a lot of... Like, even if you think to, like, the CIA doing the stuff with the crack and whatnot in the hood, dropping out crates of guns and drugs to distribute stuff into the neighborhood, like, it's just... Yep. It's a system causing considerable damage to the black man. And I, it's almost like it never stopped. Only white people for a minute patted themselves on the back and said racism is dead for some reason. And now we're finding out it wasn't dead. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess I'd like to think I was aware that it wasn't dead. But there was like a period in my life where I was that fool that would have been spouting some shit like, Yeah, but statistically speaking, it's better than it was. Which is a stupid argument when you realize fucking I can't breathe becomes a real thing, you know, like like a thing that's said over and over again and the response is is nothing. So the whole like context of today and now hearing like these words, like living in this ghetto environment is a challenge every day. So we must organize to survive. And then I just read a Black Panther book, like it was kind of documenting the whole story of it. Of, who, of how Huey and them got together and how like, they kind of rose up and what their core tenets written by this white journalist dude that hung out with them. It was a really fascinating read. It's called The Black Panthers by, I can't remember the name of the dudes, but, oh, it's right here, um, by, fuck, it's dark, uh, Gene Marine. I highly recommend this shit. It's fucking fire. So just listening to like the tenets of what the Black Panther ideology was and seeing this message here, and like this is San Francisco and Oakland is like what they're next to each other they're the same thing I don't fucking they're, know they're, they're all in California I just looked at a map like... it looks like they're on opposite sides of a fucking bay I don't really know that much of the area but to me that's like fucking close enough to say that they're real close to each other so I thought that was super nifty just the, the way these things connected in a line for this moment in my life um you know, because the Black Panthers was literally organizing to survive mm-hmm. and it would call it out. The system is out to manipulate you and me and we better recognize it because we want us as prisoners. They want us as prisoners. And I'm like, that's true because they can use them to make some monies off of that shit. Right. And if you follow the dollars, you'll always see the evil is what the evil is. Um, 
use knowledge and experience to recognize the negative activities. I'm like, this is just smart shit. Like, this is facts. This is how revolution happens through knowledge and unity. That's causing total destructions in our communities, living and surviving under these unfortunate circumstances. And being black is difficult. A difficulty I personally will never understand, obviously. I'm a white dude in North America. Um... But I guess my empathy of understanding the level of suffering that exists is growing enough to see that and at least know that it's a real thing and that there's some part of my life that can never really get it. And and seeing, you know, just having to like, like I realized I don't have to live with this anxious feeling all the day that I might die over some dumb shit. And like the the levels of the micro moments, like a micro moment per level, I started realizing that the amount of anxiety that I feel in each little moment of my life is like astronomically smaller than another person. So no wonder I get to sit there and think on my dorky shit. I'm blessed like that. And it's like, it's unfortunate that this is the way of the world. At least I can do what we can to fight the shit the way that we're learning to fight the shit cooperating with each other right and how we can elevate the obstacles but we must take a stand and be strong like i don't think i'm ever gonna go completely line for line through anything else we're gonna talk about tonight on this review because this will come to see i have some feedback about the need <laughs> to doing that yeah but i felt like every word of this was impactful it was really powerful you know like just really seeing this this like almost mantra in like a bullet point form for how to unify and organize our thoughts so that we are not completely taken out as a people in a time when i when i know that these are bad areas to be living in like 92 is probably really racist up in cali as far as police times goes right like we're not talking about body cameras <laughs> so all i'm saying is i thought this and then an aretha franklin thingy at the end which was whatever for me but it was nice it was pretty beautiful mm-hmm. to listen to don't get me wrong um I thought it was just it was just such a strong emotional experience. It is almost nothing like the rest of the album, to be honest. Like it's just some fucking intro. But it is that beautiful like warning of how to do things right. But hold up before we get into our shit, you know? So I think the level of social responsibility that got added there is commendable enough that more of us should even be able to take that lesson of a good use of an intro ignoring our egos and shit and so yo dope 4.5 on 5 plus the musicality and shit's nice it he does come off a bit like a preacher man preaching but that's what you kind of want in a preacher man moment mm-hmm. truth is i i'm a little goofy everyone you gave your grade right yeah i'm a little goofy everyone but i certainly ain't no joke uh-huh. things i never thought in my life i would hear the brass monkey song done anywhere else I don't even know what the Brass Monkey song is. Oh, it just samples Brass Monkey. Yeah. So they sample. Because I wasn't sure if it was sampling what sampled Brass Monkey or if it just sampled Brass Monkey. Either way, I'm like, Brass Monkey. Wait a second. And then you hear, what do you hear? You hear fucking Rakim. I ain't no joke. And I'm like, this is bizarre. (laughs) Am I saying I don't like it? No, I am not saying I don't like it. But... I realized in that moment that there might just be songs that are so iconically what they are that it might be a little bit too hard for my brain to ever listen to this particular track and not be like brass monkey do do that funky monkey do 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 
brass monkey, funk, chunky, fat funky monkey, brass monkey, blah, blah, blah. I don't know any other words. But either way, I heard that every fucking time. Even though the beat changed and everything, I couldn't like stop the part of my brain that was playing. Because brass monkey is one of the greatest things to happen on earth, okay? Is it a great song? I don't really know. It just is. It's just wonderful for what it is. It's so weird. <laughs> um, but it's still beautiful to hear that mixed with the Rakim sample. Yeah. Honestly, like, once you get postured and your course correct yourself back onto the point of this track, I'm still saying you shouldn't do it, but they did it and it was nice. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this song? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with you. I mean, there's definitely, like, sick samples and, like, like sick beat and then like the whole thing is just like an amalgamation of greatness it's like it's it's so much fun um and it's basically just like showing off sick rhymes don't mess with them um this is definitely like one of those songs where i picture people break dancing on a street corner somewhere and like a bunch of people like around cheering them on it's just like a fun song um and i don't really think that they're saying anything anything like too important yet um but that they need to be taken seriously as a rapper that's pretty much you know what they're saying and they're from san francisco but they're not gay so they're just letting you know that um in case you you know thought that they were because san francisco is you know it's pretty gay um but they're not no homo um making that clear um thanks buddies um so i give this a a 4.4 on 5 it's got a really great beat and they rap really well on it Fair enough. So the first thing I noticed about these two men is good luck telling them apart. So if genius is wrong, I'm wrong. I could not tell their voices apart personally. I mean, I could do it while I'm listening mm. to it, but their flows are really like similar. Like both these dudes is coming in with basically the same style of flow. Okay. I don't yeah. know how to even define this flow. I know what it is when I hear it because when I heard these two dudes rapping like Black Sea stepping through, kicking ass, and all you punk motherfuckers, I hit you with a passion. I can't do it like proper, but like there's this way that he like says every line, and he cuts it in a way where he like chops off the beginning and the end of like where normally people will hug into the its pocket, giving this kind of rushed offbeat little bit of a flow, and I really love it. Like That's if true. you put a beat down. I could inevitably, with some practice, like spit this flow proper. And this flow is everywhere. So it was really cool to like go back to 92 and hear like our early version of this flow. Like, it's just, it's, it, I don't know how, if you guys fully get what I'm meaning, but I know that anybody watching this as a fan is probably like, hmm, this is what it's called. And you guys can put that comment down and give me the better language. That's fine. But it's this off timiness that I really like. And another group that had it in a more like jump to like 20 whatever modern times uh is s-o-b-x-r-b-e um which comes from vallejo california which is also part of like the same fucking general area and i thought their flow was so cool like i remember listening to it and just thinking this shit is like cocky the flow like it's unapologetic it just comes through with this ruthlessness almost this dry fucking ruthlessness like the tonality is is flat like they're not even trying to like fucking sing or do some shit nah it's just almost like the rawest version of pure storytelling being dropped down and that's what it is black sea stepping through kicking ass and all you punk motherfuckers i hate you with a passion because you play with a small deck and for the test your ass get checked people in the sfc at 10 percent love me 90 percent hate me and that's all motherfucking k maybe not so much of a story but it's kind of driven in that narrative kind of format where it's like yo i had this shit to say on my mind 
I'm Black Sea, and I'm kicking ass, and all these motherfuckers out there cannot stand a man like me, but you know what? That's oh motherfucking kick. That's amazing. I really like it when people throw motherfucking into okay. It's just a plus every <laughs> single time. Um, anyway, I'm it's a jack, and when I'm in black, and if you got a crack sack, your ass getting jacked for that, and it's a shame because I gotta I do this thing, and it's the way you gotta be in this motherfucking dope game. And it's interesting because right after this like fucking beautiful intro of peace and harmony, it's like y'all wanna fuck me up and if you sell drugs I'm knocking you out and I gotta do what the fuck yeah. I gotta do. Yo, people wanna come through mugging, you gotta flex on your chest, start slugging in a motherfucking street. Ten brothers a ghetto boxer and a couldn't fuck with me. Blink blink to the chin, a right left uppercut, now his ass got broken. And I'm like, it's fucking him telling me a story, okay? I have heard people tell me stories. This man is just telling a story. He's like, literally, that's all it is. And the story happened to rhyme and fit the verse. But that's the whole, like, every track on this album, I feel, even the ones that are more, you know, focused on themes that are a little less, you know, I'm going to call this in the vein of, I don't want to say generic, but it's very typical sounding. Motherfuckers don't like yeah. me. I do what I gotta do because the hood environment requires me to be this type of a person. And then a descriptive sense of violence to prove he's a legitimate person. However, can we give props to a man willing to come in with fists? All things considered, let's all be real. Guns is cowardly because there's a distance. I know what I'm saying as a guy who's never fucking shot guns. But flat out, I would shoot a person far faster than I would punch them in the face. Why? Because I could not die by shooting the dude. But if I punch the person in the face, I now have to fight this person. And that scares the shit out of me. I feel like... It... Yeah, I've just seen too many people get, like, beat to death in TV shows and movies and stuff. And that like, looks, like, way worse. Nah, fuck it. I'd rather take a bullet than be beat to death And like then, like, that. the act of doing it. I mean, it's so, like, boop, whatever. You ever watched how somebody boxes a person in the face and then after they're, like, ice on their knuckles? I saw one of those and said, I'm not a fighter, girl. I'll put it on some muscle now, getting myself ready, because you know what? I realized you can't go to a protest and run from the cops if you can't fucking run. Uh, but, like, end of the day, I'm just not a fighter, cause, but it's big respect to the ghetto boxing style. Like, the fact is, he's literally getting up in people's faces and boxing them out and shit. And I had to give him a kudos on mm -hmm. that. You know, uh, people should have known that if you're trying to slug with him, it ain't no joke. And then you hear that kind of play out. Then Mr. C comes through. And like I said, just listening to it offhand, it's, it's very similar to me. Not that, again, their voices are different. One of them is deeper than the other one. You can clearly tell them apart. I just couldn't tell you who's who right now. Anyway, now watch me coming down. Coming unos dos to the three. It's Mr. C from the SFC, which is their little spot. That's cool. It's also where... They don't smoke the bammer weed. Anyway, I'm just saying. Uh, but you don't really yep. hear me, though. And I love that. Like, you don't really hear me, though. I feel like that's one of those lines that people just lace around hip-hop. I literally fucking took it and put that on a song I'm releasing on Wednesday. That, but you don't hear me, though. Like, you, I did that because it's such a cool fucking line. And I just love the fact hmm. that... Yeah, it's true. Hey, if you think about it, yeah. I did do that. Anyway, that's right. Song's coming out on Wednesday. Anyway. Uh, but hearing that there, it was like really cool to me. It's just one of those things where I feel like wherever you're at with it, whatever, it's one of those universal, I don't remember who the original one who said it is. Let me know who the original, you don't really hear me though, person is. I don't care if it's that exact verbiage. Y'all know what the fuck I mean. 
Um, so you got beat down when you rolled through Frisco, thinking it was cool, but you're nothing but a fool. So it's time for the fool to get school, but don't let that be a setback. At least you didn't get Jack with a chrome plate. Get it. No type of role model to look to. I tried Magic Johnson, and now he's through. Oh, because I guess at that point, a certain thing was discovered about that man that uh, people were a little less thrilled about. I mean, that's but what, hey. That's what happened at that going. time. He's still going. He is. He's still. He's undetectable. Still out doing, there. Doing something right. Uh, yeah, he shows up every now and again, and he looks just like you'd expect him to. Uh, but I, I guess it's cool he didn't die. That's why I don't care if you <laughs> die. That's the next line too. Anyway, it's like it's really good, and I feel like the way it's to me, what really stands out is the flow. Just the way that he's like rhyming, thinking it was cool. You're nothing but a fool, so it's okay for the fool to get schooled. Mm -hmm. Don't let that be a setback. At least he didn't get Jack with a chrome play to get. Uh, no type of role model to look to. I tried Magic Johnson. Now he's through. Just the way he does that shit. And I can't do it like them. Because again, it's a very new flow in terms of my vocal delivery skills. But in the, the day, I'm really admiring the technical proficiency. The flat airiness of it. Like both of them just do it. It's real solid. Third verse is alright. keeps coming in with the same kind of shit. In my opinion, we're not. it's not that we're not. Like it's not distinct. The bars aren't fine. But none of these bars to me are like inherently super like next level quotable they're just more fun like because in cfc we always roll how deep chris how deep deeper than that fat ass bitch she can suck my motherfucking dick and all you gangsters pranksters and even big banksters mashing through my hood i should i should spank you you got a problem with me i see your pockets is fat so i think i should jack so it's time to put my mask on get my nine double m and then get my blast on i'm not taking no shorts i just feels like this fucking guy ranting at me I like ranting videos. You know those like videos yeah. where dudes just rant at you for a couple minutes? Like, you can do it. Another one. I mean, DJ Kyle's is funny. But effectively, this is... Do you still make his, like, no. key lessons and... He's just... He's got kids now in uh, life. He's right. got to be all daddy man now. Anyway, he's boring. Ever, ever since the world found out, he don't eat no pussy. It just feels like DJ Khaled's career disappeared. It's like... Women don't want to. He lost uh, the key to life. Uh, anyway, now a lot of people think that people from the city of the Bay is strictly gay. To be fair, that's a good assumption. I had no idea there was a fucking hood there until I really thought about it on this album. Having reviewed all these people there, it wasn't really until I was reading this Black Panthers book at the same time as listening to this album, these two things coincided in my life. And I'm like, oh shit. It's a really different place than what I picture because my mom went to San Francisco and da 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 da, you know. <laughs> and then I'm like, like it just never in all of the well, time I've there's... done any of the album reviews really considered where the Bay Area was. Okay, like I knew what it is, I never really thought about it, and okay. that it's the same place that all the gay people's at. And I'm not hating on anyone here. It's part of the lyrical content. It is a perception thing. Is kind of and like maybe I mean, San Francisco in my mind, yeah, it's uh, one of the things that I would say. Like if somebody was like, "What would you say San Francisco's known for?" I'd be like, "Gay people, um, celebrities, Full House, software companies, and we are totally uh, going in lots different directions. Of, um, but mountains." Since then, I feel like I've been educated, and it's really interesting. Because when he goes, because all the psh, around the, I'm not gonna say that word. On the other side of town, it's like, yeah. As I understand how shit gets split up, 
mean, all the really white, well-off, middle-class to upper-class motherfuckers who fucking know their men over there. Not to imply everyone's doing men over there. I get it. Everyone's over there. My implication is on the other side of town that's not the hood, people's doing real well, so they over there. All holes are good holes if there's if there's consent. Anyway. Let me just say that. Also, like, I don't like fairy tales because I live in reality. Real people do die. Call it technicality or a mere loss. You was fucking with the in the Niners, so you got tossed. Do you realize what I'm saying? Because Frisco show ain't playing. And since I'm down with the motherfucking HRD, best believe this. <clears throat> My whole point is that guy, like, it feels like it gets really serious. Like, you get a little bit of goofiness. You get a little bit of just banging bravado. But at the end of the day, they're like, y'all think it's like a joke, but it's it's really not a fucking joke. Like... We're watching our friends and shit die. And yep. I guess there was like this, that whole sense of it. I also just never thought about San Francisco being gay before, really. Like, none of this crossed my mind before this verse. Honestly, just none of it. All I guess of this, you never watched Milk. I don't know what that is. Harvey Milk. I mean, I know the reputation because, like, Family Guy or whoever will lampoon it. But it's like where the bride parade started. It's just look anyway. I'm not hey, I, I'm trying to do this while being a little humorous. I know I'm towing the line with this little segment here. A couple bad clips of my voice may be used in the future. That's okay. I enjoyed this song. It isn't my favorite on the album. I think there are many stronger ones. It gets penalized for not being brass monkey, but 4.25 on five. All right, well, let's go check out more like an orgy you want to go sure it's apparently an orgy on the mountain today funnily enough the lyrics for like every song on the album were up online except for this one that's that's funny to me that that one seemed to nobody wanted to touch it uh so i wrote down some lyrics for y'all to go through i mean firstly though this beat that it's just, so good it just feels like you're about to have sex listening to that beat you know an orgy's about to break out you feel it. You smell it in the air. You smell orgy when you hear this song. <laughs> I mean, I do now at least. Mm, right. I just hear the funky vibe. Like you can tell that in the back of her mind. I just like imagine people dancing. Like this is like. Yeah. What happens after you dance with some fine ladies? You have an orgy. Anyway. Ugh, silly me for forgetting. So this song is the strangest posse cut. Not posse like cut in the sense of featuring people, but like song to shout out your posse or your peeps on that i've ever fucking heard i didn't write down all their names because it was fucking too much effort but it's just like this whole song is, is just like a day and a story where they end up going to this momo i think is the name of the moment i don't know how to write it anyway and the quick version is everybody comes to the orgy all the friends and then as the friends get more important they show up with a larger number of hoes each maybe this, that's why they're more important and this is such a they have more ladies it's so perplexing, so they gotta get crazier and crazier dudes to come through, but they all just keep coming through with more hoes. And that's what's a, the song. What's a guy to do? And I'm like, there isn't a whole lot of actual sex talk going on in this song. It's mostly just, and then there was Chuck, and Chuck, I'm just giving an example, and Chuck brought three ladies. And then later on, as we were starting to fuck him a little bit, Sid comes through, and Sid had four ladies. And a couple dudes. Because, you know, it's just like... Anyway, 
Like couple I'll of get, his pals and blah blah blah. So it's like rolling for a deep in a something Jeep. Peep out the game, answer my BT. It was my brother named Bay with another babe. Check out the shit my boy had to say. He said he had a few good to go house, chilling at the something. Uh, that's a Momo. I think I had three folk and he said something. So I hit the freeway, dude, and said that way. Du- Sorry, I hit the freeway. And dude said that way. No, I'm going my way, which is the short way. So we arrive at the Momo. I'm like, this is not like, I know I'm skipping a couple of words I couldn't get, but that's actually what the fucking song says. <laughs> We're in the Jeep going. Boy says, holler at, come over to the hotel. We got some hoes over here. They're good to go variety, meaning DTF, meaning the dick is getting wet. All right. All right. Turns out there are three other men in the car with him. On their way over, his homie proposes that we should take that way. He goes, no, I'm driving. We're going my way. It's the short way. And I'm like, I believe that they went to the orgy now. You know why? Because that is the most regular shit ever. That's the kind of details where you had to have been in the car getting a call to go to an orgy. And that dude pissed you off with a stupid ass question. <laughs> and so you remember that detail. And that's why I believe this song is a true story. Plus, as I've seen, the mist, or sorry, the casual connections section of Compton and other hood areas have shown me that it is not implausible to have some shit like this go down in other parts of town that are not so Montreal. I, I would like to say that Probably based on the fact that at how uh, gay friendly San Francisco is, um, maybe that allows San Francisco's sex scene to be a little bit more. You're saying mixed up. That the hood on the other side. This of This is okay in San Francisco because this isn't gay. Well, it's not but, gay here, of course, because there are men there. Because there are men there. They are outnumbered by women to such a capacity that I don't think there's anything bad happening between okay. these men. All right. Anyway, uh, so they arrive at the hotel, met some peeps, and we walk in and see just like, and then like when he says people, he just says like five names, like I don't know all their names, but he just lists a bunch. And then it's like, walked in, see, just like Pimp's G, Dirty Mac, like Pimp C, shutting up Pimp C. Then I got a ring from the next dude, asked if he could come through, as, or maybe he's talking about himself as Pimp C. I think he's talking about Pimp C, though. Anyway, then I got a ring from the next dude, asked if he could come through. I said, bring a hoe. So we brought six hoes. And I'm like, and it just goes on, honestly. The rest of the song is just that. And then, try, what the fuck are they yelling? And then it cuts in with, like, straight gangster Mac. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I really like the way they creatively use these classic sample yeah. lines. I think it's actually just brilliant the way they string these things together. Anyway, to give you a sense how the song goes, now people in the back room fucking, I peeped out the window and guess who's coming? These crazy ass homies from another crazy crew, some horny motherfuckers that heard about it too. This orgy is getting out of control. Uh, did a bunch of names just like scars playing hoes with cars and drinking dink with the dicks not hard coming through the door and they make more noise and then we, we end up with 22 chicks here okay i skipped ahead because it's just that like listen the flow's on point and you're just like you just vibe into it you're feeling it you feel it but honestly lyrically it's just like this like itinerary list like it's gonna sound like a strange comparison, but it's like the inventory list in the Bible when they just list a bunch of names and shit. And then so and so had this name with so and so, and that's what this track feels like, except with flow. 
But my favorite line, and this one really stood out to me. And third verse comes through, shouts to some more people, and then he gets a phone call. They heard the groaning, they heard groan, background moan. Now on the phone, I heard was a dial tone. <laughs> and that was my favorite lyric on the whole album. Like, it's just so like already on his way over. Just because they heard the words you going on. I'm like, I like the way y'all do it. I can't say I can get into that lifestyle so simply. It's not like I have full permission for that stuff in my life. But what I am saying is that sounds like a real good night. And that song <laughs> is so goofy. And the creativity that went into this way of like almost yep. innovating how to shut out your homies in a way that like this doesn't sound misogynistic like they're they're really not trying to have more women there they keep trying to bring men and all these men just keep bringing lots of women there's no disrespect everyone's just fucking and having a good time it's a 4.5 yeah i mean yeah i agree with you um it definitely has like um like another great beat um the mixing is fantastic on this one um so yeah i mean basically just like guys coming through with ladies you know ready to bang and he's basically you know telling the story where he him and like his three buddies you know went to this house and this is what it was and basically everybody was hooking up and it you know was basically an orgy and, you know, more people show up and they're horny and they want to have sex. And it just is more and more and more just keep showing up and, you know, mentions uh, different names of people. Exactly like what you mentioned um, and who is bringing which ladies to have sex with or to provide the ladies for gentlemen. Um, and it's definitely a cool song that you don't hear, um, you know, this topic, right, you know, covered all that often. You know, just like a fun orgies where you, like, get together with all your buddies and you're, like, you know, banging it out. And then you're, like, oh, hey, Jim. Oh, hey, Fred. And, you know, you're just, like, seeing all your friends while you're, uh, you know, having sex, I guess. Um, so, yeah. I mean, honestly, it sounds pretty great. And it's it's pretty fun. It's original. Um, it's got a great beat to dance to. Uh, this is, like, another street corner breaking it down now uh, kind of dancing. I give it a 4.6 on 5. All right. Well, I think we should move along to, let's be real, this is the song everybody loved, in my opinion. I don't know the truth. Don't give me no bammer weed. I mean, what else needs to be said? Don't give them no bammer weed. Bammer weed. Smoke that shit up in NDG. That's what I like about this song. You can just put whatever three-letter acronym you want in there. And it's good to go. You're fortunate enough to live in one of those places that ends in an E sound, like NDG, SFC. Oh shit, you got a good rhyme going on. I made this song a little bit more fun. What a banger! What a like, I don't know <laughs> what it is about this that makes it such a banger, but like I saw on the internet this shit popped. I see Wiz Khalifa sampled it, and I'm like. I get it. There's a lot of, I've been stuck in my head all week. I just be like, don't give me no bammer. We we don't smoke that shit in the SFC. I just fucking just want to keep saying it because it makes total sense to me. Yeah. What else can I say? It's it's blunt. Like <laughs> it's like no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like most weed songs are like I got high, I got high, and it's just like shut the fuck up. Like if you smoke <laughs> as much as you say you smoke, you don't get high like that. I'm I'm sorry, you're full of shit. You know what actually sounds relatable? Uh, don't give me no bammer weed. I need some good shit because I don't want to waste my fucking time and money. I'm like that 
sounds realistic. I appreciate that distinction. Yep. Um, what do you think about this song? I mean, really, it just sounds like they're um, out and about, and they're on the hunt to, you know, purchase some marijuana, and they only want the best of the best. Um, yeah, they don't want any bammer weed. They don't want, like, any shit. Um, this is just, like, another, like, hype song. Like, it definitely has, like, a great rhythm and a great sound, and, like, it just sounds like you were driving around in the summer, and, like, you can, you know, be listening to it. Like, it's kind of like that, got that kind of Snoop Dogg, vibe-esque to it a little bit um and like mr c uses like his weed to like get his girl by being like oh i've got weed or whatever and uh get her to like chill and then presumably uh, i think he does mention it uh, have sex with her um and you know it there's like it's just long verses about weed and like encounters and things that happen because of weed it, but it's good and it's smooth and it's easy to listen to and it has a really great beat and I liked um, the third verse. Um, that's Mr. C and uh, Black C. Is it gold? Is it green? Is it brown? Brown. No, it's Black C breaking them buds down. Or should I say them Indo clusters? Never want homegrown because I'm an Indo lover. Trip on the shit on on the shit that I say, or go take a trip to go get the shit. D to the A to the N to the K. Blanks know what's up, so what more can I say? I like that. And, um, you know, he basically says, like, you know, it's better than, like, you know, crack cocaine. So, you know, they are trying to encourage people to use weed, um, but they are also at the same time encouraging people to steer clear of crack cocaine, um, which was um, an epidemic sort of, like, at that time. Um, And just, like, persecuted and everything. And it's a bit long because it's like just uh, six minutes nine seconds, it's but it's supposed long. to be. It's like, really good length for this song. It, yeah, I mean, it's like I imagine it's you know meant to be played you know while you're smoking and just enjoyed and like just kind of get lost in and just kind of like. A bit long makes it sound to me like it got long. I'm saying no, no, that no, no. it's I a little too short for my likings because this shit's a banger. All right. So, anyways, I give it a four point six on five. It is another great one. It is. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, there's a there's skits though on the beginning and the end of it, right? Like you got the beginning part where it adds a little bit of length because yeah. he's like, "Yo, I put five on it," and then proceeds to go through with that whole situation. And they're like, "Yo, who's got weed?" And like, is that is that how it works? Yes. Here's the thing. I've heard like I've never been in the hood. I've heard guys just being like, "You have any weed?" Yeah, and white, I've heard people hold, hold selling up. it on the street, like being like, "It's weed." You want some, you want some weed? I've seen that shit in like specific and ethno ethno background parties. I'm saying in the middle of the fucking hood. Is that really how it goes down? I don't know. That's not I a mean, part of life I'm witness to. Um, and then he's like, "Man, uh, what you need?" He's like, "Man, I need that dank right, straight right. I can't fuck with none of those that light that shit that float." Man, ah, oh, he was bammer. I mean, it comes in. He's like, "No." Nah. Don't give me no bammer weed. <laughs> and then it just kicks in. And then it, what I love about this song is it has that flow, you know, that little pause flow I was describing. And then it's just so simple. Like, three, two, one, coming in with a bang. It's too dark skin, not a motherfucking gang. Pimps with limbs, never knowing as sims. We smoke dank, not the bammer shit. Damn, that bammer ain't no good. You might as well get some rolled up wood. And I'm like, this really just is a song, but like, fuck your bad weed. 
I got good weed. I knew a girl named Brenda. Smoking at Bammer <laughs> was her everyday yep. agenda. She used to laugh and giggle until Mr. C moved next to her building. I tried to get her, but she acted kind of shy, so I shared my dank. I got her real high. She invited me up to my room, and for you bitches, honey boom, honey boom. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, it's really not like, what am I supposed to analyze here? It's so fucking blunt and straight to the point. But what I can say is that, like, the way they rhyme it, the way they give that energy, like, she invited me to a room, and for you bitches, honey, boom, honey, boom, like, you know what the fuck he means, and he said honey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so goofy. It Mm -hmm. shouldn't make sense. Anyway, but it does, and it works, and it's hard. And he goes, with Frisco people, we're not punks. You put guts in our way, and they're going to get bucked. And... Now I know that they are going to buck the guts, which when you get up in her guts is called bucking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's pretty good. It's pretty, it's fun. It's basically saying if you smoke the Reggie, you're going to get fucked up by a dude who's going to give you the dank shit. Anyway, uh, second verse is the same shit. Honestly, like, don't give me no bammer joint. It's the Black Sea getting straight to the point. I was chilling outside on a hot day. It was me, Emma. Just check what I say. Let's fade. Let's go get the dank man. They'll fade. Oh my God. it's so goofy it's just so regular it's just so normal and i guess that's almost the point there's nothing grandiose about this all of these verses are just regular fucking guys doing regular fucking guy stuff yep the whole way through this album and that's what makes me actually love the energy this shit is oasis in fucking hip-hop form (laughs) Like, early Oasis, that's what they... No, early Oasis before right. they got rich in cocaine. Like, the first album. Okay. I don't know how much you know about Oasis, but they don't they don't start off who they are. They're actually considered, like, down-to-earth, working-class hero, Beatles-y guys, and then cocaine. Um, then you're getting some over-the-top shit. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, get up to date on your Oasis knowledge. Uh, you guys, do you like Oasis? Let us know in the comments. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Black Sea and Mr. Seed both did a third verse. You do that first part. There's nothing else for me to cut in through. It's just fine. Yeah. Um, it's just good. To like, just like, you know, find a cut and just go zorp in the shade. And like, meat belongs to a meal. Grab a 40 with a dank because it's time to get ill. And I'm like, I wonder if that lyric is going to like age poorly over time. Like, if the vegans win the war, then that lyric is bad. I mean, huh. I believe meat belongs to a meal myself. Not that, like, it has to be. But most of my meals with meat feel better than my meals without meat. That's my two cents on the subject. That's it. I don't need to have meat all the time. That's cool. Anyway, I I love this track. I think it's real good. Oh, shit, I forgot there's a fourth verse. It just keeps going. But here's the thing. It's not like it ever got bad to me. Where's the part where they do the alphabet count? That was fucking great. Uh, Like, uh, I don't remember where it is. But at some point, they do, like, an alphabet business and just scanning the lyrics for a quick second a b or name c and you gotta pause for when you get to the d d for dank d for drank but not d for the dope that's stacking in my bank i don't know i just i love the little shits like that that was in the okay. second verse it's just little hooks and they changed it up a little bit enough to make it so that by the time you are at the end of it and you're listening to them talking about zigzags we can roll a fat one and taking a drag and then calling out you know mr hammer mc hammer shit ain't proper the person who said sold it to you gotcha 
basically like associating Bammer weed with like MC Hammer. I felt like a little bit of a, a little shot there. Yeah. I might be wrong about that. I know that MC Hammer is scary uh, in real life. Uh, I digress. I just really enjoyed listening to this. It's pretty strong. Um, it is. It is truly one of the best songs on this album, in my opinion. Is one that I actually could see myself listening to for years to come. Like this is one of those times the yeah. songs really like hit me in a way where I'm like, there's lots of times I'm gonna throw this song. Like all of my white friends are about to hear this song and they don't know it. They've never heard it, but they're gonna be hanging out. I'm gonna like, oh, you know, they're gonna come to like maybe pass something i'm gonna pull up my phone i'm gonna hit play and play this song at them (laughs) Uh, it's got so many moments in my life it's so fucking good Uh, i guess a five on five it's like an excellent uh banger of times all right so i feel like the next one is interesting because it's like they did the same thing they did in this track but they switched the subject matter to Bitches on the ding dong. Like, I wasn't kidding. I mean, it's the same fucking shit, except now we're just talking about, like, a Mm -hmm. kudos to the bitches hanging from my ding dong. And you know what? To all the women in my life, the one that's hanging on to my ding dong sometimes when I'm well behaved, kudos. This one's to you. (laughs) Um, It's Mr. C on the microphone. You know, a gangster like me can never go wrong. Do I know that, Mr. C? Do I know that? That's a letting you know. I mean, you're letting me know, but I didn't know that, and you're making you know, acting like I should know it. But however, maybe the local cats knew that, so it was a fair thing. Bitches see, feel they need, are on my jock as if they was greedy for my dick or my motherfucking ding-dong, whatever you want to call it. It's still going on. Mm. You can't go wrong because his penis is a highly coveted object upon which the women just seriously want his dick of all the dicks. It's it's a difficult difficult situation to be in, I'm sure. Um, you say eat my out, I'm pulling out your jadas, your extensions, fuck, I hate to mention a bitch like you, shit, i trying to lynch you. Did he just threaten to lynch her with his dick for proposing to eat the pussy? Like he's that adverse to the cunnilingus that he, he's pulling out your extensions. Yeah. Because she wanted to get her coochie licked. Man, the fragility of male ego sometimes. Like, I don't know what part of culture was like, you're less of a man for eating pussy. But that's a sad world to live in. That's a sad world to live in. You eat the pussy, you get rewarded, like, way better. It's basic psychological, like, ways of playing shit, right? Like, it's just basic. It's, I don't know. I, I read guess it. that's what happens when you have bitches on the and ding And he's dog. strangling her with his dick. I'm As sorry. you do. How big is your dick, dog? Mm-hmm. Now you're just a liar. If your dick was that big, you biologically couldn't stand the fuck up. Dudes with like 12-inch cocks can barely fuck standing up. Google that shit. It's not even a blessing to have that monster a cock. <laughs> All you guys in the comments, I have a giant dick. And I'm going to call you a liar. <laughs> anyway. And I'll just call you. Sure. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, and then the, the chorus is, stay off my dick. And then this goes out to the bitch's dance, hanging from my ding dong. And then the second verse is really fun. I really enjoyed the flow. Like, yes, me, the B-L-A-C-K-C, coming straight out of the diggity diggity H-R-D. Young punk, you better get back. You suck a new jack before you get sprayed by the black young Chris, a motherfucking factor. And when the sun go down, a straight jacker. And you're like, okay, 
that none of this really feels like it has anything to do with the ladies hanging on his ding dong. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, uh, yo, I'm the real one coming from the hood. You know what's good. Fair enough. Have you ever been in this fucking situation? So is this a fucking situation as in a situation upon which I am fucking in? Or is it a fucking situation, like a situation that is like preemptively enhanced with the word fucking? I'm hmm. not really sure. It's a conundrum. Yeah. When a bitch start pumping on her motherfucking menstruation, what does that mean? Look, when she's having sex when she's on her period. Like, did you know beforehand? Like, that's a crucial detail. If you knew beforehand, I don't know where you're going with this. If it just started happening, come on, dude. Understand biology. Uh, anyway, punk trick, you popping through them no-dos trying to play me out like a bitch named Yo-Yo. And I'm like, what did Yo-Yo do? I like Yo-Yo. Isn't she that cool one that fussed with Ice Cube and shit? Mm-hmm. Did she have sex with men on their, their like menstruation? Is this like a thing? What am I missing? People, I can't Google this. Yo-Yo's <laughs> albums are fucking buried. There is so little information out there. Give me the deets. What the fuck happened with Yo-Yo and menstruation sex? Well, I mean, she's a lady. From time to time, she may get her period. And if she has sex while she's on her period, so be it. But, like, was that a thing with Yo-Yo in particular? Anyway, or should I say a hoe, though? I'll manipulate your rips and wrap it about my ding-dong. Or should I say my King Kong? And that's when I knew he didn't even have six inches round or seven inches long. What a fucking weird-shaped dick. (laughs) Six inches long? Are you fucking daft? Of course your dick's not that long. Or round. Like... Come on. Seven inches long? What a bizarre flex. And what? It's like a it's like a bottle. Right, but like what a 12 inches long. Around. I don't know how a many. A 12 inches. inch dick I is I feel like it would be like this. It would be like like big. But what I I'm feel saying like it would is be uncomfortably why too, too are big. You, are you making it 7 inches long? You you're describing your magical dick Huge. here. Your so King Kong no, dick. Like, you know, like 12 inches, just Give go it a further. good number. Seven inches, like, come on. That's an av- that's slightly above average length. Men in the Congo are beating you by an inch, dog. All the averages are out around the world. What's really cool is Israelis beat Americans. Why? I don't know. I just thought it would be nice. <laughs> All um, right. Anyway, there's a whole third verse. It's fine. There's some more girls that they fucked them, and it's fine. Uh, I did like the term, so I could bust a nut and wax that fanny. I enjoyed the sound of that. I can't say that there's, like, anything more to this except that, like, it's fun. It is just so fucking fun to listen to this. It's so airy. And the way they do this shit is... It's pretty good. It's pretty pretty damn good. Um, I give it a 4.35. There is a little bit of a, by the end of this, you're like, okay, it isn't quite the Bama Weed song, mm-hmm. but it's pretty damn in the vein of it. Yeah. So 4.35. I agree. Um, I mean, really, like, nicely done on all parts of this song. It is a well-composed song. Um, and, like, their voices are super smooth. And, like, the whole, like, mixed beat is awesome. Like, every bit of it, everything that, like, comes together is just, like, fantastic. So, like, the, like your DJ's whack. Um, and, like, can't shake some of the girls because they just want his dick. And, like, you know, he may not even be interested in these ladies, but they are interested in him, or at least a part of him. And so, I mean, I could see, like, you know, it's hard to give up a good one, you know? So, even if it's just, like, you know, if you're just, like, single and you're just banging it out and you just got, you need, like, some guy on call, 
you know. I'll take it. Yeah. And it's like a good one. It doesn't get rid of it six years in. Yeah. So you know it's a good one. Yep. So anyways, uh okay, okay, Mr. Shoulders. Um so <laughs> Yeah, and like I have no issue with like Black Sea had a girl on his period, but it's just like funny that he's like, Has anybody else experienced this before? Is this is this just me or do, do girls do this? I don't I don't know. Like it just kinda sounds like that. Like it's just kind of like, yes. Yes, that happens from time to time, and some people just you straight should up, just be thankful that you're getting some that. Some people straight at up all. enjoy the action. Okay, some people love it. They just yeah. some apparently to get into the Hell's Angels bikers group, you have to perform cunnilingus on your partner whilst that particular menstruation thing is going down. Just throwing it out there. The okay. Hell's Angels That's think a it's stupid manly. Thing. All right, that's what they want to do. Okay. Better than beating someone. So um, they also are apparently supposed to commit an act of. Yeah, I figured there was more to it than just you know eat this lady's vagina. However, um, one of those two things <laughs> I bet men would do quicker than the other. Not all men, probably other men would go to the other thing. But anyways, um, it has a good beat. It's goofy. It's fun. It's cute. I gave it a four point four on five. Fantastic. So that brings us to the end of part one. And why I say fantastic, it's fucking hot in here. So Honestly, I just it's, it's, it's like hard. So if you think this one's been a little off, yeah, it's, it it's real. It's real hot. It, um, so yeah, we're we're looking forward to the heat wave breaking in a couple of days because it's like days in a fucking row of this heat. Yo, we really like the album so far. Thank you, Carl, for requesting it. Yeah. Let us know in the comments what you think about anything so far. Feel free to like add to the story because this is gonna come out before we probably record part two. So if you do see this, you want to correct something, etc., etc., let us know when you had the opportunity to do that. At least I read everything. I'll answer you. Like the video if you felt it. Uh, dislike the video if you didn't feel it. Subscribe to the channel for more mm -hmm. reviews and shit. Special thanks to the patrons. This is Adamsey, Chris Proud, Jonathan Barnes, uh, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda William, Scribble, Carl, the dope support we do. Carl got us to do this album review. And if you like this format and what, who we are, what we're all about, you can support us up on that Patreon. I make music myself. I have a track dropping the day after this video is probably going to come out. Like the day after. You guys can watch that little music video. It's a whole music video. She filmed it. Somebody, well, I helped film part of this one. Yeah. And then we got to edit it. And that's cool. So you can check it out and show love. Plus, it'll be on all your favorite streaming platforms and, and all whatever. of them. Anyway, this is the end, my friend. Live long and prosper, everyone. Peace, guys.